0: Welcome back to the Creative Productive Podcast with me, your host, Sarah Boyle, aka Stationary Magpie, a positive productivity mentor who helps you to get back in control of your time and productivity so that you can do the things you love and not punish yourself for feeling bad about not doing everything because it's not important to do everything. It's important to do the things that you want and you have to do. Anyway... I'm back today with a wonderful interview, I had so much fun recording it, I actually recorded it today, this is like the shortest turnaround I think I've done a podcast possibly ever, usually I record in advance and then uh, listen back and record this little intro but I'm pretty much doing it straight off the back of the interview, Um, I had so much fun and my interviewee today is Ellie aka The Enthusiast. And Ellie is a podcaster and writer and she has a few wonderful podcasts and she's all about being enthusiastic about stuff, which just is something that I love and after I met her completely by chance at an event in London, um, I started following her on Instagram and I just love the things she does and I just love... I love her message, so I wanted to get her on, and it was a really great interview. We talk about loads of great things, including hobbies, um, the kind of definition of hobbies, and like why people might struggle maybe with being enthusiastic and might be a little bit uncomfortable with it. But if you're interested in becoming a bit more passionate about the stuff that you want to do and getting out there and being a bit curious and doing new things, then this is a great interview to listen to. We had a lot of fun um so I hope that comes across in the episode I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste any more time I'm gonna let you enjoy it so here we go enjoy. Hello Ellie it's wonderful to have you on the podcast can you introduce who you are what you do to my listeners please?
1: Of course you can hello it's gorgeous to see your face I know that's rubbish for listeners they can't see it, they can hear your voice, but your voice is as beautiful as your face, but it is so nice to see your face. Um, (laughs) I am Ellie. I am the enthusiast, um, which is not my birth name, although some people are like, is that? Should I? No. Um, (laughs) And I encourage people to be enthusiastic, basically. It does what it says on the tin. I run a platform um, to encourage people to be unapologetically themselves, to shout about what they love, and that caring is really cool because I think as a society, we've um, had decades of being told it's not cool for various reasons um and I think it's the thing that makes the world go round.
0: amazing and I actually met you in person for the first time I didn't know you existed on Instagram and then I met you in person at an event in London and I live nowhere near London this is like the most random thing and then you were on this panel and you were like talking about how you were about like enthusiasm and stuff and I was like oh my god yes that's what I love doing. Like I love weird hobbies and like random things that like wouldn't necessarily be considered cool and things that you just love for yourself. And like, I suppose it's, it's going through, yeah, we'll
1: get into that. But I just, I was just like, oh wow, yes, this person, she's great. I was, um, um, I was just thinking about that panel yesterday, actually, um, when I was hmm. prepping for this, because I felt like such an imposter on that panel. And then when the questions came and you were like, I'd like to direct this to Ellie. And I was like, yes, <laughs> it was me. Oh my God. And I felt like such an absolute baller. <laughs> I was like, sorry, panel, she's with me. I'll take this. I loved it yeah. so much. <laughs>
0: I think I was like the first person to jump up as well. I'm such a yeah, well, we, those Yeah, things. we
1: need those people though. We need keen beans. Mm-hmm. We need teacher's pets because otherwise everyone sits there going, God, I wish somebody would break the mould. And you're like, I'll do it. And we're like, love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you always want,
0: isn't it? It's just like, I'm just kind of like, I always know that I would want that person. So I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to be that person. And uh Hope for the best, and just hope that I don't make all this. It's a
1: good life motto, I think. Yeah,
0: literally everything I do. I went to a paddleboarding class the other day, and I was like such a teacher's pet at that. He was like, "Right, everyone, you can stand up now." And I just like popped up, and I was just like, "Yeah, fine, all good." Um, it's just like yeah how I am but no it was really lovely to meet you and I went over and said hi and everything and then obviously found you and just like yeah I just really love what you do so you have you have your own podcast as well we have a few podcasts
1: yeah you can't escape my voice no matter how hard you try (laughs) so um I have the Enthusiast Co which is where I just chat to people about what they're enthusiastic about really so I ask all my guests what they're enthusiastic about in work life and play um which is my really like rubbishly shoehorned in thing because I didn't want to say what to do with hobbies because I don't have any hobbies and I've always Mm. hated that question because I'm super enthusiastic but not necessarily about particular things and I always was like mm. I don't do anything extracurricular like I feel like I don't have any passions And actually I've got bucket loads of the stuff just not like <laughs> easily definable um, and then I also run the business proposal I co-host that with my friend Rachel which is a podcast for um, small creative businesses just trying to make you feel help you feel a bit less lonely when you're making or admining yeah. or crying or whatever <laughs> we're um, there for good good chat and, and banter hopefully yeah so I want to go
0: back to like what you said then about hobbies so what do you mean about like you don't really like you know the idea of like hobbies and like you
1: say you don't really have them yeah so I basically like I'm very enthusiastic about a lot of things but they're nothing that's like not societally acceptable that's not true but like, yeah, I'm about to tell you some real wild stuff. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, get, like I, I'm exceptionally enthusiastic about so many things but like broad. whereas I don't have a defined hobby. I never did at mm-hmm. school, I never did a sport, I never played an instrument, I didn't have like a thing um, mm. other than like High School Musical and One Direction. Like I was that <laughs> girl uh, and still am to be f- frank with you, um, <laughs> let's not lie to ourselves but I didn't have anything that was like you know easily pigeonholable um and I always so then I just hated the question like what do you do extracurricularly or what are your hobbies because like I don't really I mean that kind of I guess baking is probably the one I have but it's not I don't know hobbies to me just seemed like a very alien concept um Mm. so for a while I didn't think that I necessarily had passions or passion projects like I knew that I threw myself myself into things fully when I did them but I couldn't have told you like a thing with a capital T that I loved um and then actually as I got older I realized that sometimes they don't need to be like that well defined they don't need to have that that concrete boundary around them. like you can just be like postcodes I love postcodes mm. I think they're fascinating it's not necessarily a <laughs> hobby of mine Sarah but I do no. love postcodes
0: <laughs> yeah so do you, you kind of feel like hobbies can sometimes maybe like pigeonhole you into like that girl who like is obsessed with horses or the girl who's always reading or you know the boy who's Amazing at football. Whereas, yeah, you think I mean, that if, there's more.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, if people have hobbies, it's great. Like, this is nothing mm. against hobbies. I just think the conversation around, like, that focuses on hobbies solely with no nuance, I think, can be quite alienating to people who simply don't have a hobby, like me, mm. um, because I just didn't yeah I just didn't feel like I had like that kind of thing that I could talk about that was like my thing um so yeah I don't think you know I absolutely love the idea of hobbies I just don't naturally gravitate towards one and so I felt quite excluded from the conversation sometimes
0: Mm. do you think having like a hobby do you do you feel like it kind of implies that you're like at a certain skill level with something
1: yeah I think with the thing with hobbies, right, is we we self define them, don't we? Like this is very much, you know, when I say to people I don't have any hobbies, they go, oh yeah, you do, you, you know, and then they insert whatever they think my hobby is, and I'm like, okay, mm. well, you clearly define that as a hobby, but I don't call that my hobby. And mm. I think it it depends on what we kind of think our hobbies are. Like we kind of define them as our own boundaries. So I think a lot of people, I think actually it works in two opposites. I think a lot of people will define something as a hobby when actually because they're downplaying the fact that they like actually do it for profit or it's a side business Mm. or whatever um but then I also think on the other flip side of it a lot of people say it's a hobby when it's like a thing they do twice a year but also that's fine like if it is something you just do twice a year and it's still a hobby that's fine (laughs) just do what you want yeah
0: yeah it's like what is the definition of a hobby like I think like you, it's. I don't know whether someone said to me like they're, they're like a bit of a magpie in that they will pick things up and try them for a few months and then maybe put them down again and yeah. maybe not even go back to them. And that's fine. It's just that they wanted to try something new and, you know, they've had a go at it, but maybe that's not something they're going to do forever. Yeah. And I think that's very much how I, I operate with kind of hobbies or like
1: interests.
0: How about yeah. you?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely the same. Like I am cursed with the understanding of of how things look good creatively, but the hands that just can't make it. So I'll be like, oh, you know what my thing is? My thing is calligraphy. And then I'll take a calligraphy workshop and I'm like, cool, I will never be able to do this. And then I'll be like, you know what it is now? It's clay, sculpting, pottery, and I'll do that. And I'll be like, cool, love that. Could never do that. Um. So yeah, I cycle through them a lot as well. Like I love taking, especially working in the creative industry, like I really love taking workshops from people. Who are absolute masters of their craft and like learning it and saying I've done it, but then mm-hmm. I very rarely take them to like continuous, <laughs> and they very rarely become like a staple of my life.
0: Mm. Do you, would you say that you still find like a lot of enjoyment in that, even though you're kind of not maybe pursuing it to like a certain level, or do you sometimes get like frustrated maybe with?
1: Um, how it's I not think liking? yeah, a fine blend of the both. Like I get so annoyed at the fact that I'm not brilliant at them. Like I'm terrible for for only doing only choosing to do things that I know I'm good at like I really do not like trying new things I don't like not being very good at stuff um which is stupid because one of the things I believe in most is that people should do whatever they want so like when other people <laughs> do stuff they're not very good at I'm full of admiration for them one oh, like, that was so brave yeah. that was amazing like you're living your life I love that for you and then when I do it I'm like no no Ellie you definitely live to a very different <laughs> you are not allowed to do anything that you can't excel at historically um so yeah I mean I love it when I'm in it when I'm actually enjoying yeah. it, surrounded by other people and like I love the community the camaraderie I just love making things and I love being taught by people who love what they do like it's my favorite thing but then as soon as I realize that it's not like I'm not the next Picasso slash you know whoever then I'm like well that was a waste of time <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is I so think that's definitely
0: yeah that's something that a lot of people seem to experience even when we enjoy the process we can't help but like compare and feel like impatient with what we're doing even yeah. if we're not trying to be like a master of like we're not trying to be the next Picasso maybe we're just like I'm just gonna do a workshop but it's yep. still that that voice that's like mm,
1: that's not very good yeah, even when you've exactly. tried it once yeah. And, and also like, even if, you know, I have no interest in becoming a potter, like a professional no. potter. So it's not even like, it, it literally does not impact my life if I'm terrible at pottery, other than the fact that I feel like I've failed. And it's like, I'm only holding myself to my own standards, but they're so strict. Like I definitely need to, I think so many of us are like that, like we really need to just cut ourselves some slack and just, do things for and this is so you know hypocritical of me as somebody whose whole thing is like do what you want just because you want to I really do need to cut myself more slack I think (laughs) and just like doing the things that I am enthusiastic about because they're fun not because like I need to make a million pounds off them or whatever in the future
0: Yeah, it's do as I say, not as I do. Oh my God, story of my life, (laughs) story of my life. (laughs) That's the same with me when I feel like I'm being really unproductive and I'm like, just stop, just stop. I'm like, I can't, I can't. I'm like, well, this is what you tell other people. So listen to yourself.
1: Yeah, (laughs) your secret's safe with me, Sarah, because I'm exactly the
0: same. Well, yeah, put it on the podcast now. (laughs) 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 I'm just like you. (laughs) We've we've
1: exposed ourselves, which is nice.
0: Yeah, I think that seems to be a common theme for this podcast. There we go. (laughs) bringing out all of my weird hobby or like not even hobbies just like random interests like i i used to make oh, don't why am i mentioning this again go on bring it back sims sims music videos incredible using the sims to tell to like, me more i think the i think um the worst one was to heads will roll <laughs> it was very murdery <laughs>
1: a lot of sims was quite murdery to be honest it is the way i I played it anyway
0: yeah yeah to be fair to be fair wasn't that weird but yeah it took me ages took me like days and i remember like the last one i tried to make was like to a scissor sister's song and i don't know what happened the whole thing crashed and i lost like the entire movie set and all of like the um (laughs) the sims and i just couldn't face making it again and that was it Do you know what
1: Your computer couldn't handle your power. You'd created something too powerful that the world simply was not ready for, and it had to do its duty, and it had to shut it down.
0: Yeah, probably, like, whatever it is, like, the RAM wasn't ready for that amount of Sims on one lot.
1: (laughs) But this is the thing, like, you wouldn't, you know, presumably you never set out to think, like, my hobby is making Sims music videos, but... I and I think like when we when we look back at our lives and like think about what we really loved I'm like one of the things I realized the other day was I have obsessively throughout my entire life I have made random t-shirts for stuff like Mm. I burned my family iron I like ruined my family iron once buying some like really rubbishy ebay like transfer papers oh yeah yeah and I made one for like my year six disco I like made it with like puffy fabric paint from boys and I've always done this but like I've never thought of making clothes as a hobby it's always Mm. just been like something I've done without really thinking about it and then when I look back I'm like I guess that kind of is a hobby because I do it in my spare time for enjoyment and have done my entire life and it's funny isn't it like what what we yeah just to go back to what we were saying earlier like what we class as a hobby and what we what we don't
0: yeah maybe it's that kind of idea that if we feel like something's our hobby we should always be doing it and always be practicing Mm. it whereas actually We might go through phases of where like we pick something up and we really need it. So we do it a lot or, you know, like at the moment I'm making my friend a crochet bra. (laughs) So like I'm really into that right now and that's all I want to do. But like I've had a few weeks where I've just not touched it. And it's kind of like I don't want to feel guilty about not doing it because I'm like I just don't need it right now. Like I'm not it's not something I need to be doing. But I think like people think with hobbies, that's something that should be a constant in your life. Whereas actually we kind of dip in and out of things naturally, depending on what's going on. Yeah, definitely. I think like
1: one of the biggest things that I have like learned in my wise old age um, (laughs) is how seasonal life is like hormonally for um, us, but also like just in terms of how different things are depending on like what's going on in the world? Like, I Mm. definitely felt like that. Like, there are some days when I could, you know, for example, I've taken up sewing this year. You know, some months I could, like, bash one out every weekend, bash out a new thing, and then I haven't done it for a month and a half. That doesn't mean, like, I'm not a sewist. It doesn't erase Mm. my sewing as a hobby. It just means that, like, other stuff's been going on, and that's fine when I pick up my sewing machine next time. I'll be like, oh, I can still do this. That's okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I feel like sometimes people feel too much guilt over, like, oh, I haven't done it in so long. I have to get back to it. And it's like...
1: But do you? Do you really want to right now? Like, yeah. it's, if it's not kind of what you need, just leave it alone. And another, I think another thing about like... And I, I hate to sound really old. Um, but <laughs> another thing about the Instagram era, um, I've loved Instagram now that I have well-defined hobbies in the traditional mm. sense, like I've taken up reading again this year and sewing, and those are two very well-represented hobby areas on Instagram. And I've absolutely loved connecting with new people, finding a new community, finding inspiration of like books to read and, and patterns to make and stuff from people. Um, but with that comes the, the pressure of feeling like you have to keep performing. So, like when I don't mm. read from a week sometimes when well, I don't like finish a book for a week say and so my followers don't like know that i'm keeping up with reading i'm like oh god i need to just read it and then it's like no who am i doing that for like why would yeah. i do that and i think that's another thing that makes hobbies that can take the enjoyment sometimes out of like having a hobby is that pressure to perform and, and feel like it's part of your identity like oh people know me as somebody who reads and therefore i need to be reading all the time and it's like yeah but i'm also somebody who has friends and mm-hmm. drinks a lot of tea and loves to look at sunsets and cry and really frankly i'd rather be doing all of those <laughs> things at the moment <laughs> yeah it's like yeah like you say like the seasons
0: it's interesting isn't it and going back a little bit now to that um idea of like communities and stuff I feel like actually hobby or hobbies or interests and things can be a really great way to like connect with communities and like find new people especially online I mean yeah like yeah. crochet and sewing and like for me bullet journaling when I started that I mean that's literally why I'm sat here right now it's because I <laughs> found this bullet journaling community online so it's it's kind of that connection and I suppose and there's, there's more ways to socialise with people now as well, I think, like, other than the kind of traditional, well, not even traditional, but, like, how we used to, you know, go out to, like, have a drink or, like, now it's, like, workshops and, like, meeting up with people to do things. And I think that's really, I just feel like it's really nourishing.
1: Definitely. And I, I think you're so right. And I think there's, within, like, meeting people within hobbies, there is something so grounding and fortifying about meeting people who enjoy doing the same things like meeting by doing mm. rather than meeting by knowing which by which I mean like you know you could work with the same people or you know see your friends who you went to school with or whatever and those are all brilliant friendships to have um but sometime but it's a different dynamic I think meeting people who don't necessarily you know, socioeconomically maybe not be the same as you at all Mm. geopolitically might not be the same as you at all but you've got some kind of common thread of something that you do that you both enjoy and you both like understand the magic of why you love it I think there's something really really like potent about those connections that you can't get in other in other relationships maybe
0: yeah also to go back to the kind of idea of enthusiasm that kind of enthusiasm from people online can be quite like contagious in a really good way
1: oh my god yes definitely I've like really we did talking about contagion this year and like because there's a, there's a really famous quote about like enthusiasm being infectious and I've just like mm. not used it but all it's year and a half year. yeah because I've <laughs> just been like we're all we're all over that actually um but yeah 100% and like being online is a really great place to stop because enthusiasm in person can feel really scary like mm. you know we've all seen that friends episode where Phoebe's running like legs oh, arms yeah. arms Kimbo And we all feel like that in some ways, like when we're, you know, open and honest and passionate and enthusiastic in real life, people do stare at you funny sometimes. And so being online, Mm -hmm. doing it in a safe space and doing it in a controlled way and, you know, supporting people who you might never meet in real life or might only meet infrequently in real life is a really great way to kind of get started and flex your enthusiastic muscles.
0: Yeah. What I feel as well about like enthusiasm is that you kind of can like give it out. And then it kind of bounces back to you. So like one thing I quite like to do is like, for example, if I'm in like a course or like a workshop and things like people start following each other. If I see someone's like feed or what they're doing and I'm really like impressed or like really like it, I'll like send them, you know, like slide into the DMs and be like, I love what you do. This is really amazing because it's like you giving that out. I don't know. I always feel like it comes back and it's like creating that lovely positive enthusiastic kind of community for yourself I think that's what I've discovered this year on like Instagram and things it's like it is a community it's not just about you know numbers and things and I think approaching it with that mindset is really helpful and I don't want to say nourishing again but that's the word that's <laughs> popping
1: into my head yeah it's authentic isn't it like that's how that's how you meet yeah. people and conne- it's connections you're so right and I think that gets overlooked I think more so now people are kind of coming to realize that as you say like the the numbers are on the face of it what people are chasing but actually mm. like we want to talk to people and we want to connect with people like that's what we really want um and yeah. yeah I completely agree I and also like you know I use this example all the time. I feel so sorry for my friend who probably told me this story in confidence and now has had it like told to everyone. but you know when when, when you when you see somebody wearing an outfit, you really like back mm. in the real world when we 're all allowed out again, um you know just saying that you really love their outfit rather than thinking about it and being like, "Oh God, their outfit was really great, like just tell them and then they all made their day like yeah. giving out those positive vibes, I think is when you feel like it, obviously when it 's appropriate, mm. I think it's a really really um easy but lovely way to kind of spread that and then yeah as you say it kind of it's such a cliche but it does breed enthusiasm does breed enthusiasm um Mm. and yeah you can feel it coming back to you in waves.
0: yeah the new pandemic enthusiasm
1: (laughs) (laughs) i hope not god
0: don't don't blame 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 me Um so what do you feel that are the kind of barriers to some people becoming an enthusiast about things? Um
1: honestly, I think a lot of the time it's the fear of judgment like I really do Mm. think that because we and it's not you know you might not have an active fear of enthusiasm or or reticence towards it it's not something we consciously think about a lot because enthusiasm is a real buzzword like every job application asks you to be enthusiastic and um we feel very okay with the word generally um Mm. but I think if you start to think about how many of our like society's cliches and memes and, and stuff are based around people being enthusiastic and like taking the mickey out of them, it you can kind of start to see why people maybe don't feel comfortable or don't, just don't think to do it. So for example, like, you know, being a basic, being somebody who's basic, that's a stereotype based on people being enthusiastic about like, I don't know, pumpkin spice lattes or whatever. And it's like, actually, we don't really have a problem with pumpkin spice lattes. They might even sound quite nice. Um, mm. But like... And it's not, you know, that is all based on what people are enthusiastic about or, um, you know. It's like it's not cool. And I know that there's a lot of things.
0: There was that thing going around. It was like, can teenage girls be enthusiastic about anything without having, like, the piss taken out of them? And,
1: and like, I hate to make it into a feminist issue. Slash, I love to make it into a feminist issue. But it is doubly hard for women Mm. um, because... We are, um, yeah, we are routinely mocked for everything we like, which is why we stand Mm -hmm. Harry Styles our king, because he (laughs) realises that young girls actually are very good taste makers. So... Moment of silence for Harry Styles, thank you very much. Um, But I do... But, like, another example is, like, being told we're... You know, we are either told that we're snowflakes because we care too much, or we're told that we're Mm. apathetic because we don't care enough. Like, there's no way of us striking a middle ground of, like, liking the right things that have been described to us by the right people. and, And a lot of it, as well, is because, you know, there's no... It doesn't benefit the way the world works for us to be doing what we want rather than doing what we've been told to do um mm-hmm. and I mean it sounds like that sounds wildly anarchic and it's really not it's just like you know I think taking some time to think about what you actually like and that actually it's worth yeah being loud and apologetic and taking up space about uh, unapologetic and taking up space for what yeah. you actually really love
0: yeah I think the people that really that like care about us we'll just be happy for us. And the people exactly. that don't have our best interest at heart, they might judge us, but you know what?
1: Screw them. Because and also most of the time, happy. that's most of the time that's jealousy. Like they mm-hmm. actually don't really have any judgment on what you're liking. They are just yeah. maybe consciously, probably subconsciously. They're probably just jealous that they don't feel the same freedom that you do. Like they're just like, Oh God, I wish I could be like that, which on the surface comes out as, Oh, that's weird. Like, Oh, how embarrassing. And it's like, yeah, you're embarrassed because you don't have the, the strength to do it. Like, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. I yeah love that 100% agree so at the moment obviously with you know like the pandemic and everything and I think maybe before that as well a lot of people have like taken up things or maybe got back into hobbies and have been like decided to maybe like monetize more like make them into businesses or side businesses I'd be really interested to know because I think sometimes there's too much of a temptation and this kind of relates to productivity as well this idea that we need to be productive so like the things that we're doing need to be like Making like money for us or like kind of rewarding us in some way. I was just wondering what you thought about. Do you feel like there's a bit of a problem there of like people just trying to like monetize their their passions and the things they're enthusiastic
1: about? Oh my god, yes, hundred percent. And this is something that I am really trying to like make sure that I'm really cautious and conscious that I don't fall foul of like peddling mm. because I. Personally, the way I am wired, I always like my my work is my life, and my life is my work. And so, I cannot do a very good job of something I don't really care about. um And so, a lot of my like personal enthi- my personal stories of enthusiasm are about like you know working for the about the things I love, but. I also think there's absolutely no shame in, like, not loving the work you do. Like, you can work nine mm. to five and then get your kicks outside of work. I think that's totally an honourable and admirable way of living your life. It's just a different way of living your life. And yeah. I think a lot of, like, it, you know, Instagram accounts, again, in our sphere, in our, like, sphere of work, I think a lot of them, without consciously thinking about it, probably, like, pedal that whole, like, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life and, like, yeah, how so which- hard... And it's like, no, like, what if I don't want to? What if I would like Mm. to have a job that doesn't massively creatively fulfill me, that it keeps me safe, keeps me secure, pays the bills, and then I can do the things I want to in the the weekend and and not, like, add a particular layer of, as you say, like, productivity, stress, capitalism, Mm. money-making, like, whatever you want to call it. Um, And I think that is something that we don't talk about enough um, because, yeah, I think, like... Everyone kind of feels or at least most people, it seems, subscribe to the idea of like, oh, I'd love to be self-employed and do X thing for money um, without actually taking time to think like, do I want that or do I just feel like I have to do that? Like, you know, there are so many people who are very good at what they do and could make money off it, but they don't want to because they realize that actually that's going to ruin it for them and they're not going to find the yeah. kind of joy out of it. And instead, it's going to become a, a productivity venture, which is, you know, a different a different ball game.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like as well, like it becomes something different, like especially if you're doing like a like a hobby or creative thing for you and then you start doing it for other people, you're maybe like not necessarily losing some like control, but kind of you're kind of opening it up to like criticism and what other people want as well. And that might be not what you originally wanted. And I think that's something that I've spoken to people about before. Like they've maybe started doing something and then like, oh, I really enjoy this. I'll take commissions for it. And then after a while they're kind of like oh this just doesn't feel like it's not what I want to be doing I'm just doing it for other people now. So I think it's definitely important you know whether you do decide to pursue your like little creative not little I don't I don't like saying that your creative passion for like a business or like a side kind of hustle or not I think it's important to hold on to some things just for yourself and just for your own kind of enjoyment and self-development.
1: Definitely I think it's all about like intentionalities and it's about being intentional with what you're doing so if you do want to make money from it but you also want to as you say like keep a bit for yourself you need to make sure that you are carving out that time or setting a a cap on how many commissions you take a month so that you can ensure that you've got time to like work with it yourself and that kind of thing um I think it's just being aware of the reasons you're doing things because on the flip side of it like you know as I say I can't imagine not having made money off of what I love like I Mm. love to do that but I knew that was a conscious choice because I couldn't have done it like I, I simply would not have been able to do anything else so it's fine either way I think people just need to know why they're doing it and make sure they're doing it for the right reasons and and you know you said about losing control and I think it is about you know giving up a sense of control because you are then if you make it into a business you are at the mercy of other people whether they give you free creative control or not over what you do you're still at the control of other people buying Mm -hmm. your stuff and paying your, your rent and dictating how many Instagram followers you've got and you know there's you really do turning something into a business inevitably by nature Opens it up to being slightly in the hands of other people. um And if that's something that scares you about your hobby and your passion project, then it's totally fine to just keep it for yourself because it's as admirable for yourself yeah. as it is for other people. Yeah. Like you're allowed to keep things for yourself. Yeah. It's okay. 100%. Like we're not selfish enough as a society. I mean, some of us are too mm. selfish, but <laughs> as a society generally, I don't think we're, I think we are exceptionally selfless in so many ways. And we do deserve to just like hold space for ourselves and just create things that are just for us.
0: Yeah. I love that definitely. So have you got any advice for kind of budding enthusiasts, people who are wanting to be more enthusiastic, or maybe they're struggling to get excited about things is something I hear from people
1: sometimes. Yeah. And something I should say as well is that like, you know, my particular brand of enthusiasm is not blind positivity it's not happiness with absolutely no context like the world has been a very stressful place this past year and a half there's so many things that are not ideal um and so it's not about ignoring those things and being happy all the time but it's about finding joy and and really committing to stuff and throwing yourself into stuff in spite of those things Mm -hmm. um so that's just worth saying like if you do feel like God, the world's a depressing place. Don't think that I'm like skipping (laughs) through meadows just like, I love my life. Like I'm so (laughs) grumpy. And I think people who've known me from like school and stuff, I think sometimes they see the enthusiast and they're like, is she joking? She's the mardiest person I know. And I'm like, I can be grumpy and enthusiastic
0: too, guys. (laughs) Do you know what? Like, I feel like on on Instagram I look like the happiest person, like, because I'm always really like enthusiastic and confident. See me in like Tesco on a Saturday. fuming i I get so like angry about stuff but obviously that's not like i don't show that on instagram yeah but i think it can be a it's a good thing to remember of like this is not everything that you see like i can be quite a a moody yeah
1: yeah. so with you know with that in mind i think is a just remembering that like it's okay to not be enthusiastic about everything like that is in fact normal um Mm. and another thing i would say is um go back if you really are struggling to like you know, find some child, childlike joy and stuff. I would say, just think back to what you enjoyed when you were a child. Like, have a have a play date with the child inside yourself and and see what comes oh. out. So, um, you know, what what would what would eight year old you have been doing on a Saturday? Like, would you have been? running through a field would you have been Mm. um drawing would you have been sync would you have been making sims videos to scissor system and crashing your family (laughs) computer you know all of these things and I think just giving yourself you know a couple of hours an afternoon a whole day whole weekend whole week whatever to just kind of reconnect with that and see how that makes you feel and I think obviously like you might not want to do the exact same thing like if you really enjoyed I don't know, you know. Say, I really enjoyed making these like puffy paint like T-shirts back in the day. When I think about that, it's not necessarily that I want to kind of copy those exact designs right now, but something about like the creativity, that the handiness, the being able to wear it afterwards. I think you can really pull at the threads and start to see what you might be enthusiastic about that's been kind of pushed out of the way by work, family, age, Mm. the world, etc., etc. Um, Yeah, that would be my my first thing because I think that's quite an actionable thing to do um and I think this again sounds really cliche but like surrounding yourself with people who get it um yeah being able to say to people I'm going to try this I'm quite nervous about it like I don't want please don't judge me like please support me I think that's really useful like you know something I'm really trying to like you were saying about trying to not say the word little like in the context yeah I'm very much trying to do the same you know like oh my little side project or like i said before about being basic like i'm really trying to eliminate those things out of my vocabulary because for me they are just lazy things that i'm saying that i actually don't feel that mm. way about. i don't think people <clears> are basic as a negative thing um i don't think those projects are little because they're monumental in no. emotional importance um and so i think being around people who get it and are conscious of it is a really good way of being enthusiastic too because then you feel safe to explore and and be yourself i think
0: Yeah, something you said there made me kind of think like it's about kind of being a little bit bigger Mm. and not kind of making yourself small to like fit into everyone else, what everyone else wants. It's like just owning what you like and what you love.
1: Yep, exactly. I'm not judging, I'm not judging, you know, and as we were saying, like enthusiasm kind of, pays itself back towards you as well like radiating that same thing out to other people like if you don't want to be judged for what you like don't judge other people for what they like unless it's something like illegal the caveat there is (laughs) something illegal obviously um or murderous or something but yeah just like not judging other people for it you know you can consciously Mm. think I probably wouldn't do that at the same time as thinking but good for them I wish them well and like you know not concerning yourself with it
0: I think as well maybe like acknowledging why some people might be judging you and acknowledging that it actually has nothing to do with you yeah but like because i've i don't know why really randomly got really into like astrology for a few weeks and like i asked my mum like what time was i born so i could do my birth chart and she was like oh don't get too into that and i was like <laughs> excuse me
1: nothing to do with you (laughs) that's so funny you should say that because my um my like paternal side of the family are as like stoic Mm. as they come like really really traditional yeah have no time for like flights of fancy or like anything that's not like you know two meat one veg not two meat one veg that's wild (laughs) one meat two veg um and they're really like quite like that but I I did something similar last year so I, I texting my mum and I asked and I was like I'm just gonna do my birth chart she's like oh we've got one we, we had it done for you when you were born and I was like great let's get it out and then I said to her why have you got this because she's very much the like fanciful like airy fairy one of the two mm. and uh, she was like oh you, your dad's mum and dad got it done for you when you were born and I was like interesting wow. did they now absolutely no idea why um but yeah she's yeah. a, a very good example of that I I have a yeah. story
0: yeah it's that kind of thing where people have this preconceived idea of like the kind of person who should be into it and my mum was like oh no don't become like that I was like, why not yeah what's the problem but there we go I think it's just these kind of like things that people just take on and then don't even realize necessarily yeah definitely oh it's been so wonderful to talk to you but we've had such a good conversation I wonder if you would be interested to share any kind of like little projects or things you're enthusiastic about at the moment
1: god yeah postcodes love postcodes and um, that's not really one to share <laughs> but um what am I doing yeah so as I mentioned I'm sewing and reading mm. um which I'm really enjoying um as soon as I kind of got out of the like competition of reading I felt so much better already yeah. like at the start of the year I was so overwhelmed by all the like topics that everyone was reading and all the authors that everyone had read the entire back catalogue and I was like I have not even read a book since 2005 um <laughs> so once I got over that really doing that at the moment um and writing as well I've got back into writing I mean I'm yeah. a writer by trade like I that is how I pay my rent and make my living but it's very much similar to what we were just saying about hobbies like it's not something I've pursued creatively as a hobby for me for like a decade and so I've got really mm. back into that this um this year which has been really fun yeah that's wonderful
0: well it's been wonderful
1: to chat uh, where can people find you on kind of Instagram and online you can find me at the enthusiast and co uh and my website is the and my podcast is the enthusiast and co um you see what I did <laughs> nice. there there's a theme there <laughs> um but I love chatting to you thank you so much for having me no you're so welcome I, I will speak to you soon yes bye I
0: don't know what happened there <laughs> So there we go I hope you enjoyed that absolutely joyful episode Ellie is just the most wonderful person and um, I feel so happy that she came on the podcast it was really really fun so you can follow her wherever she said I'm going to put all of her links in the description below also just to remind you that I'm still taking one-to-one mentoring clients for positive productivity mentoring so if you need a little bit of a shake up with your productivity you need to get back in control of your time and your energy and your focus then feel free to book an inquiry call with me we'll have a chat about how it can help you and then if it's right I can help you get sorted. As always make sure you're following me on Instagram where I post Lots of wonderful content, um, in my opinion. Some funny reels, some interesting stuff. I like to be very active on Instagram. That's why you can kind of message me, let me know what you thought of the interview. Um, tag me and Ellie if you're listening. Would love to know that you're you're tuning in and um, hopefully enjoying the episode. So that's all that's left to say. I hope that you have a wonderful, creative, productive day. Bye.